Okay, today we're going to talk all about visual literacy. It was an awesome article in the IS magazine. We're going to go through my favourite bits. I'm going to add my 10 points. Um, I love this article, so let's get into the podcast. Health and safety is almost a victim of its own success. We need an oppressive regime of health and safety regulations. A huge fire engulfs a tower block in Children being forced to wear goggles to play conkers at school. Worst oil field disaster, 164 dead. Rebranding Safety, the modern health and safety podcast, crushing the stereotype. And your host, James McPherson. What's up, people? Welcome back to Rebranding Safety. Rebranding Safety does what it says on the tin. It's all about rebranding health and safety. It's a YouTube channel and it's a podcast. On the YouTube channel, you'll get interviews from the podcast, but you also get more kind of YouTube-focused content. We call it Toolbox Tuesdays. Every Toolbox Tuesday, so every Tuesday, there will be a short, anything from three minutes to 15 minutes, I think is the longest one, um, videos on a subject, giving you some tangible skills to take away, whether it's checking a ladder, doing a risk assessment, downloading a risk assessment, whatever. It's tangible skills you can take away um, you might be able to use it for training I do try to not swear but I can't promise anything and then these podcasts are more me coming on reading an article from a magazine getting a bit ranty or we have some people on doing interviews we've had Jason Anker on uh, Rachel Butler Christian Harris had loads of people so be, be sure to go and check it out if you're new um, don't forget to subscribe on all the platforms, just all of them, and YouTube and everything. Um, let's get into this podcast then. So I'm going to read through a really interesting article about visual literacy. Basically, it's a really posh way of saying, open your eyes and see what's around you and ways that businesses can kind of deal with the potential blind spots, really, or kind of problems with kind of being visually, visually literal. Is that right? Visually literal? I don't know. I'm definitely not going to say that again. It's really hard to say. So let's go in. So I've highlighted a couple of par- a couple of paragraphs, sorry, as per usual. So let's start. Little intro. The concept of visual literacy has been around for decades and typically has been used to improve teaching and learning techniques in the classroom. Recently, however, It has found its way into workplaces as a skill and tool to better identify occupational hazards that could lead to unsafe incidents. So basically, it's kind of helping people, teaching people to open their friggin' eyes. But it's such a skill. It is such a skill. Like the the picture they've kind of give us here is the kind of is. Uh, like a warehouse with loads of forklifts and it just reminds me of like being a forklift driver back in the day where you know it's so easy to miss that one corner and that one corner being where somebody's standing by chance and gone you know you've hit them or you've nearly hit them and you just think or you've hit something you know how many times have we reversed in our car and not saw something you know there's so many things to look at and there's so many people going about their own business it's that kind of it's like being visually mindful in a way. Um, but I've read this whole article. I thought it was really interesting. There's some really interesting concepts in there. Um, and I do think it's something that maybe businesses can think a lot more about. And I do think it's something that we as people and in our daily lives, but also our workplaces, 
could have as a real important skill. So next paragraph then, the question posed by the Institute, the Institute being the people that researched it all, was simple. Does learning to see improve a person's ability to identify hazards in the workplace, keeping workers safer on the job? The premise is that sharper visual literacy enables individuals to perceive and comprehend more about their work environment. So it's all about ways of learning to see, learning to see what's around you. So it's not just so much as like teaching people to kind of do a, a, a 15 point check when you're doing your three point turn in your driving test. It's more about kind of, you know, how you're perceiving stuff. You know, we, we all might, we've all seen those kind of adverts around motorbikes on the kind of um, DVLA kind of what they call campaigns there we go where you kind of you see the motorbike but you don't see the motorbike if that makes sense i hope you picked up my change in tone there um but it's that kind of like you acknowledge it's there but you don't truly perceive it you don't truly see it there if that makes sense you kind of see it in your peripherals is probably the better way to do it and sometimes i don't any anyone in sport sometimes you'll see stuff in your peripheral and you'll react to it but that's because maybe when you're playing the sport you're in that heightened sense of um uh, of attention i suppose you know you're you're conscious of everything's around you you know you think about when I, I think about when I was reading this, I was thinking about like playing rugby. You know, when you haven't got the ball, you're you're visually looking around the pitch and you're looking for where to go. You, if if your team's got the ball but you haven't, you're looking at lines to run. What the opposition doing? Where can you find that hole to get through? If you get the ball, where are you going to go? Who are you going to put in a hole? Can you find the hole? And you're opening your eyes. You're looking at. You're trying to understand where on the pitch you are. You want to know where the edge of the pitch is so you don't run out you know there's all things going on in your mind all the time you're very mindful of the situation you're in then you get the ball and then you're like right who's going to tackle me how close are they to tackle me can I bump them off am I stronger am I faster can I step them where can I go who's around me what can I hear what can I see and how you perceive that stuff in that kind of high sense of of attention and that high kind of pressure environment it's hard to make decisions like afterwards you know you might give a pass and then you think ah that was a complete wrong pass maybe the pass is too wide or it was too late or it's too far back and it's a duff pass or whatever you just think ah i knew that was not the right way to go but in the moment that's not what you saw and it's very difficult to to kind of do that and sometimes maybe you have to deal with your own uh attitude just as much as your own visual movement i suppose is the best way to say it i don't really know that's just basically i was thinking about rugby whilst i was reading this article <laughs> um so there are three basic types of bias in visual literacy once you see something it's impossible to unsee it and then we'll go on to some examples of that in a minute next sometimes you cannot see what is in front of you even if you know it's there blind spot that's what they call that one they call the first one your move by the way but blind spot and your move and then the next one is you're always filling in the bank blanks based on what you expect to be there so come some of the examples here they're obviously very visual examples but i'll describe them as much as i can so basically in, in the your move section you've got a 
kind of silhouette of chess pieces with a very smoky dark background and it asks you what color you can see so basically it says an example of being unable to dis discern something even though you know it's there can be demonstrated through this image what if you knew that the chess pieces in the top half of the picture were the same color as the bottom half can you see that and yeah they do kind of look like the same color maybe I, I thought the ones at the top seemed more white and the ones at the bottom seemed more black but everything we see according to what's saying in here is based on context we can't see the chess pieces are the same color because the backgrounds are all cloudy and the colors are changing what happens though if we change the backgrounds at the same time so basically now they make the whole background gray and they just have um, the original smoky kind of bit that was over the silhouettes in the chess pieces and this is really hard to explain on a podcast but they all look the same color so the point here is that it's your concepts and it's reminded me of that kind of heuristics piece that we touched on in the book review of accidents to zero that maybe the media and our anchors of what we've seen historically what we're seeing now changes our perception of something that we, is right in front of us so the context of the situation changes how we look at something so we, it's, it finishes off in this example that now we can see both sets of the chess pieces are the same color our ability to see things depends on the visual context or distractions in the environment or the background so it's all about everything else going on it's that environment defines the behaviors piece isn't it it's the environment defines what we see is the same then we move on to blind spot so here basically you've got a photo of just like shrubbery like just weeds and the twigs and some kind of like landscape so in the black and white image it's a black and white image by the way <laughs> um, in the black and white image can you see the hazard question mark by the nature of this question you know there's something there to see but what is the hazard supposed to be and you can't really you can probably just make out what it is and what's there but then basically they have the exact same photo in color and you can quite clearly see there's a leopard in that so returning the, to the black and white picture you can now see the, the leopard once you've seen it even though you maybe didn't previously see it so the point is that once you see something it's hard to remember what it's like to not see it And I thought that was interesting at the point that like, I don't know if it's the same thing, but I was thinking about kind of like, you know, you have like those hot tap signs, you know, warning hot water. And I was thinking it's something around there. Like we see it all the time, but actually it's quite the opposite. We see it all the time and we don't really see it, if that makes sense, because we're so used to seeing it. So we kind of just forget it's there. And maybe that's not the same thing. Um... But it really does get your mind kind of going. And I remember reading this on the train and being like, hmm, that's quite interesting. Um, and then the next one is fill in the blanks. Our minds constantly fill in the blanks depending on what we see. So they've got a statement here saying, can you read this question mark? And then they take some letters out of that. And because you've seen it all before, can you read this? You know it really is, can you read this? And there's loads of things around this. And then they change the statement at the end and they put, you are not 
reading this. Oh, hang on a minute, I can't read it. <laughs> That's ironic, isn't it? Oh, is it still possible to read other phrases with letters missing, even if you haven't seen the full phrase previously? You are now reading this. What are you reading? There we go. <laughs> I nearly just kind of ruined this whole article from IOSH. Anyway. So the point is that our minds fill the blanks. There's loads of exercise there where like um, there's words missing and stuff like that. Um, and I think that's a good point when you're like you're writing an article, or you're writing an essay or you're writing an email. Your mind puts words in for you when that word's not there. You physically don't see it, that it's there. Because when you're reading it, it's there because you know that there would be. It's normally like a connective word like this or and or something like that. You genuinely think it's there, but you don't see it. You don't see that it's not there, sorry. So I thought that was really interesting. Those three kind of examples there. Obviously, it's very difficult to describe this as a very visual um, article. But there are some really interesting points. And I definitely think it's something that probably businesses, especially in the kind of logistics, warehousing, factory kind of environment, um, maybe people that are, you know, got a lot of drivers for work. Really, this is a kind of skill that, you want to be rolling out you know people being able to perceive to see what's there but then be able to perceive and react to it is a skill in its own right and maybe it's a skill that we should be teaching more so let's kind of continue on then to overcome visual bright bias and inattentional blindness inattentional blindness i think i've said that right COVE, COVE, which is the people that did this kind of research, recommends a structured way of looking at work and work areas, which begins with taking in the big picture, the whole scene. Um, the process begins by looking at the perimeter of a visual scene and then moving inwards. This process should make more sense from a safety professional perspective because a key procedure after an incident has occurred is to assess whether an area is safe before you kind of go and gather the details for me this kind of really just it 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 works in tandem or is maybe exactly the same as being mindful it's that kind of you get to the building and you just have a look around what are we seeing you know it's quite a military thing i think you know that kind of assessing the situation when you're there um I think if you've worked in the fire industry, uh, I, I speak to a lot of um, fire safety officers and a lot of them say they can't really go into a building without checking where their exits are. It's just uh, they've seen it go wrong so many times. And, and you hear about a lot of that in like films and stories and documentaries around like military people. It's the same thing. They're going in, they're assessing a the reaction. They're assessing people. They're assessing the situation. It's the same thing. It's just being very um, observant of your environment and I think that's really a skill that we lack um, and it's a skill that's difficult to grasp I think as well so it's that kind of step-by-step -step thing but for me it's just more that kind of just being mindful of what we're seeing and just opening our eyes and, and not just walking you know we're all guilty of doing it me especially just walking on our phones and and stuff like that just open our eyes look up what's around us what's the situation um next they they, they the next paragraph is next is to look and this is probably where I got a little bit lost and I think maybe you need a bit more context around this, but I'll just I'll discuss it in here briefly. 
Next is to look for the elements of visual literacy. And now, assuming these are the elements, because this is what it said, line, shape, color, texture, and space. Observers should ask what potential hazards they can see by looking for indicators in the five elements. Horizontal, vertical, or curvy lines, shapes or angles, warm or cool colors, rough and small surfaces, and how much space there is between objects. Now, if I, I highlighted that because you know I just it, I wanted to kind of highlight that you can't read an article and just get it straight away because I read that and I thought this obviously means something and I am intrigued I would like to maybe kind of look into this a lot more and you it moves on to kind of talk about the the kind of benefits of this stuff but I just think it was kind of proof that if sometimes if you read stuff without actually knowing what it's about it means fuck all you know i don't understand what they're talking about when they say looking at the colors and the lines and the shapes and the gap between distances and but i yet still found this article very intriguing very useful um and it kind of ironically pun intended opened my eyes a little bit to opening my eyes but i think there's a hell of a lot more to this and that was the point of why i highlighted that 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 paragraph is to say that if this kind of perks your interest the same as it does mine then maybe it's something to look into um i don't think it's something that maybe we could read up into i don't really know if i'm honest i might have to look into it a bit more but it's that kind of piece of i, I really feel like this is a skill that we should know about and i really feel like we could do with some better people to come on and talk about it so anyone listening to this that's an absolute advocate and expert on visual literacy please message me let's move on then improved visual skills can be advantageous when seeking pertinent evidence from a, a scene Investiga investigators may become aware may become better sorry at asking witnesses key questions to fill in the details of what they saw so now we're talking about actually not talking i mean not seeing we're talking about it helps us work around what how we're talking and how we're approaching conversations based on what we're seeing so now we're starting to really see the wider benefits of kind of being literally no visually visually literal i don't even know if that is a phrase or the right way to say it but i just thought that was interesting that kind of think of it from an investigative point of view when you see like kind of it reminded me of like Sherlock Holmes when you see uh, in the in the newer series where he kind of goes in and you just it kind of shows what he's seeing and it picks everything up it's kind of like having Iron Man's mask on or playing Metal Gear Solid where it, it it highlights all the stuff for you so you can see it and then you know what's in the room so then you don't really have to look for it it's there and it's highlighted so you know what to do where to see what to talk about um I thought that was interesting. So can safety managers, uh, it can help safety managers verify and audit effectiveness of corrective actions. Um, training in visual literacy serves as an, enduring, as an enduring safety aid, providing important learning for workers at every level. And then it goes on to talk about kind of like the quantitative measurements of it. And, and that you, they're seeing some real impacts of this stuff you know getting some real and we move on then to this where they actually talk about that instead of me just waffling on about it encouraging results have already emerged from cummings manufacturing after re representatives completed the initial workshop 
236 issues were identified using elements of visual literacy. Incident rate decreased from 1.72 to 1.29 between 17 and 18. The types of hazards identified at Cummins manufacturing site are varied and show the diversity of areas where visual literacy can be helpful in pinpointing potential hazards. And non-safety hazards which refer to hazards related to quality or production were also being highlighted. So I do think there's a real potential in this stuff. I do think if you're kind of working in that kind of, uh, probably, maybe there's something, there's, there's, there's legs for this in, in most industries, but I did find I did find that I was always resorting back to um, my time in logistics, warehousing and manufacturing. I think they're definitely industries where this would just slot in nicely of that kind of training piece, that kind of exercise. And I, I do think, you know, it's probably not a sensible approach, but I, I do think this is a skill that maybe everybody needs and that's co- a costly approach 100%. But I really think, I feel like I need to know more about this. And as I was reading it, I feel like this is a big skill that we all need and actually maybe just pun intended again overlook a little bit like you know people just see stuff and it's like well actually can we be better at that and according to this article we can be better at seeing stuff and you know taking those blinders off and I just think there's some real potential here that we should be looking into so I'm definitely going to look into it more um, and the more I know I will let you know so that was an introduction uh, into an article which was an introduction into visual literacy (laughs) which I butchered Um, And if you want to see the article, read the article. I'll drop a link in the description as well. So thanks again for listening, guys. That's been Rebounding Safety. I've been James McPherson. That was an article from iOS Magazine, which I'll drop in the description. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast if you listen on iTunes or any other platform where you can do that. Don't forget to subscribe as well. And share the podcast, people. Share it out there to business owners, to managers, etc. People that are not in the safety industry. Let's get this stuff out there to the wider, wider businesses. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you've liked this. Don't forget to engage with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, etc. I'll catch you in the next podcast. Safe.